Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, it's fantastic to see you, JT, but what a shithouse week in Supercoach. What right. the hell is going on? Delete, start again. Can we? <laughs> well, maybe for your team, but not for mine. Hey, what are we talking about my team? Let's, let's take a look. So let's just jump straight into it, shall we? Winning. Round three, 1015, 1015, and... 4,562nd overall. Well not done. bad, not bad. Drop from last week, though, sadly. Weren't as, weren't as happy this time around. JT, round three, a big 10.58, back on the climb, and 5,605th overall. But just 17 points behind you, mate. The footsteps. Yeah, footsteps, footsteps. You know who else is on the footsteps at the moment? Don't tell me. The Bulldogs and the Cowboys. <laughs> Your state bet with Joe could not be any tighter, mate. That is devastating for both our teams. Mate, can you just start supporting your half-decent side? You guys cow- have been pre- pretenders since 2015. 15, with grand final 17, mate. I went down there, I saw it in the flesh, it was devastating. Well, Cowboys that was a waste of money. 17. It was, most certainly was. <laughs> but you can't ever complain after that GF in in 2015. Now, mate, I've got the cap on. It brought me luck last time, round one. We got it. Got a win. I've got it back again. Got a feeling we're going to pump the Raiders. It's good that you got a feeling. Mate, well, I've brought Johnny Bateman. I got the, a feeling. <laughs> I've brought the Johnny Bateman, the base gun, as he's been known now. And I'm going to kill him. His super coach season is over. The Cowboys NRL season is going to get back on track. This is a big week. It is. Forget a big all week. the doom and gloom. Forget all the guys on, on Twitter that are saying they want to delete their team. This is just where the game starts. It does. Exactly right. Quick shout out to a couple other things here. So Young Legends League, the one that we're in with a few of the regular contributors and also some of the Daily Telly Boys and a couple other people, Mm -hmm. 89th overall, so that's good. Uh, Unfortunately, a couple still holding us down, uh, not naming any names, Thomas Sankster and uh, Serge Baster and all those clowns aren't performing very well at the moment, but hopefully they can lift it. And I have to do it, I don't really want to, but Kirkup, bloody hell. Do you reckon he's slept since Sunday? He sounded very tired on the pod. There's a lot of yawning. A lot of yawning. I think he's been still going through Facebook now <laughs> to stalk his neighbours. They're in Japan or something like that. He, he thinks he's them. hilarious. Like he thinks he's, he's, having, he's having about five rums and then watching one game <laughs> and then jumping on and talking smack. And now he just, you know... I just want to see what happens when he falls into the, you know out of the top 5,000 if he you know continues what? on. Kirkup's one to watch. Wonderwatch. Hashtag Wonderwatch. He's currently 259th He's worth a look. He's <laughs> worth a look. Kirkby's He's worth a good hard look. But just on that, we are, as you see, like 4,500 for you, 5,600 for me. We are just about 170, 180 points behind him. Crazy. And he's in the top 260. 
Yeah, Under amazing. It, it's only going to take one good captain selection, I think, before that, that tide will turn. Before we get into the meat of the podcast, what are we drinking tonight, JT? Oh, we did put it up on Twitter there because I think we'll take about an hour to read the whole label out. But shout out to Great Uncle Kenny's Multiple Purpose Amazing Wakachangi Lager, established circa 1648. And it's a quite nice beer, according to the label. I actually don't Maybe mind what? it. You're not a fan. Um, 5%, it's a nice, I think it's a nice lager. Well, see, I drove, flew up the M1 from the Broadie to be here tonight, grabbed this one on the way here, and kind of hoping I can go and get a little store credit for this bad boy when I go back. Sorry, Uncle Kenny. Listen, but. I don't mind Uncle Kenny's brewery. The the amazing Waka Changi is... Um, no, I'm happy to have it again, but we'll try another one next week. Yeah, try a, a slightly nicer beer. Like yeah. a Great Northern, warm twoies. <laughs> Round one worked for us. <laughs> well, these ones are um, a little bit cooler, but not much. Um, so... We're going to be covering quite a few things tonight. Um, first off, we're going to run through team news and um, and injuries. Just cover that over in about five to ten minutes. And then we're going to jump into the three key takeaways for the week. Um, there's a lot of forward, front row forward mid-prices. So the front row forward mid-price bonanza this week. Um, you know, the, the second point is... Can we? Is it too late to jump on those cheapies that have seen that initial price rise? And then lastly, we're going to cover you know what to do with the two halves that have disappointingly left the starting side this week. One's been dropped and one's been is out injured and looks like he could be missing for up to two months. So what are we going to do with those guys? And then we're going to move on to some Twitter questions and then a new segment for the week. It could get a little bit heated and we might be two to three beers in by mm. that stage. But our unpopular takes of the week. Mate, I heard... So much agreeing between you and Copes last week. I was listening to it on my way down to the Goldie for work, and I reckon if I was taking shots every single time I heard, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Don't start. Yeah, that's that's a great suggestion, Copes. I, I wholeheartedly agree, mate. We need some we need some argy bargy. We need some arguments. We need the old Kirk up and Wenon style back. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to build Copes's confidence up. We had a big game the next day, just trying to help the guy out. You know, nothing, nothing better than a good confidence build, but I don't really give a shit about you. So um, <laughs> I'm happy to sit here and argue with you all day. So that's fine. Easy. Um, so you've downloaded the, the podcast. You're also streaming it, but if you're not, uh, or if you do struggle to find it, the easiest way, and we haven't said this previously, but just subscribe. So subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, because what happens then is as soon as we record, upload it, it'll magically appear in your feed, good to go. So the NRL Supercoach Talk Network uh, this year has two additional ones. So I've got the Supercoach Report, which is on Wednesday, the Solo Nick podcast on the, the Sunday night, which is a barrel of laughs, <laughs> um, past all the, all the yawning and the Kiwi accent. And then we've got a new addition to... Um, the family this year with the NRL Supercoach Talk draft guys talking about waiver. So I think that game's going to take off in the next couple of years and those guys have been doing it um, for quite some time now. So it's good to have them on board. Okay, JT, team news. Give it to me. Mate, you're the one who wrote the article. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me. (laughs) He's had half a beer, maybe three quarters. It's been a big week. All right, so big news, right? Everyone, it started filtering out on that Tuesday, that horrible, horrible Tuesday, but... Cheapy Hart's gone. Yeah, Kieran and Brown. What do we do? What do we do? So they're gone. Yeah. So 
Another cheapie comes in to replace um, AK6, as he's known. Um, so Chanel Harris-Tavita comes in. Yep. So a similarly bottom price player, but what do you even do there? The Warriors are an absolute basket case. Yep. Dylan Brown, unfortunately, seems to have uh, done something to his back, which is which is an old man injury. Kind of well, they're likening That's something it, you'd wake up. They're likening it to a, a fast bowler injury. Mm. So basically... Uh, had too much of a preseason, it seems like, on heavier on on the drier and harder tracks, um, and you know he's just suffering from that that at the moment. Although his form in the first three weeks wouldn't have suggested anything like that. He's been, despite their scores hovering around the forties, um, he's been looking really really good. Not for an eighteen year old to settle in like that to to a team that's coming up from the bottom, um, that was huge. But. Probably typical of someone that age. Like, you can't throw these sort of 18, 19-year-old bodies into the rigours of full-time NRL and then expect them to, to come out the other side yep. unharmed. So, unfortunately, that's what's happened here. Um, still a bit unsure of how long that might be. Uh, I think NRL physio was saying it's more of a wait-and-see kind of thing, especially for someone like that. Someone that young, um, better to just take care now than ruin anything else. Uh, so, moving on, Ponga. Finally, KP gone back to fullback as everyone was screaming out for about three rounds. So Nathan Brown's finally Pong missing. Gibbon. Pong Gibbon. Pong Gibbon. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know what the hell Fitzy's doing. I'm sure you got rid of him. You had to get rid of him, right? Absolutely not. Oh, have you seen Have you seen the fixture oh. they've got coming up? Mate, fixtures mean nothing as, sorry to digress, our little steak bet. Should have let off with this, but it was a great win for, for me over the weekend. So, listeners out there, lucky. Wenin you and got I so had lucky. a little, little side bet in our WhatsApp group going. So, Wenin was pounding Damien Cook. How good is he? You can't go without him. You're no, that, that is not how it started. Exactly, that is not how it started. Exactly Mark started. was talking about how, who was going to trade in and... Um, the advice that was provided that I said was, listen, if you're going to be upgrading, I think you have to go to either Cook or no one. Hmm. But he, so he has Hodgson, yep. like I do, and he was saying, I need to get Cook in this this instant, have to get him in, and you back that up. Shorthand, and I sort of just sat back and said, hold your horses, young Sparky. Maybe you just hang on to this little ragamuffin from, from the north of England, Joshy Hodgson, and maybe, just maybe, he'll sneak you some absolute bullshit try assist like he did on Monday in updates, get you a 60 and beat Damien Cook outright. Yeah. So the bet that we had was that Damien Cook plus 20, so that was, that was your bet, and I said Hodgson will match that. And I think it ended up Hodgson 60 and Damien Cook 54, mm. and owner's worried. So you smashed And him. a stake. Yeah, crumb steak, Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo's crumb yeah. steak. Uh, not a current uh, sponsor of the pod, pod, podcast, but um, happy to take you on board if you would like. And maybe the amazing uh, Waka Changi uh, Lager <laughs> by Uncle Kenny could also come on board too. Nice kegel too. Uh, Angus Crichton has been benched again. So Orbo guns mm. straight yeah. in. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If, if you're an owner, you've got to probably hold now because you've just seen him take a $60,000 dive. Oh, yeah. You, you can't sell for a loss, I don't think, for no. a guy of that calibre. Obviously, he'll be out in origin as well, which will sting you, but the minute he gets back in there, you looked at him on Friday night against the Eels, and he, he just looked like he was ready to bust out yeah. and break the line. 63 um, points, I yeah, think, in 80 candy. minutes, all in base. Yeah, so 57 that, in base, something like that. That stopped the bleeding big time. But Orbo gun. Orbogun gets a second row starting spot yet again, and I think he moved up maybe 40k during the week in price rises. So yep. anyone who defied all logic and uh, sound reasoning and started with Mitchell Orbison has been soundly rewarded. Anyway, good on you if you did. 
Cardi Party has been named to start again at second row. Mm. I think we were going to get into this one a little later in the pod, but you're quite... Not to ruin not to ruin anything there, so... Spoilers, spoilers. Mm. So, Cardi Party, he's uh, starting at second row yet again. Played 80 minutes and somehow got through 58 points in that time. Yep. And that's all you needed to see to jump right back in to the Cardi Party. That's all you need. Um, and then everything else, I think, the Titans is... Um, remain the same except for the halves. So they're welcoming back their two big halves or, or key guys there, which should help them. And they're playing against the, the Warriors this weekend who went horrific last weekend against Manly. So that's going to be uh, game of the round. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, these sort of games always turn out exciting. Someone will derp it up right at the end. It'll be golden point, seven missed field goals. Uh, I think it'll be a high-quality attacking game. Anyway, so if you've got the likes of RTS... Um, Got the likes of Jai Arrow or the Cardi Party. Yep. Maybe you're in for a big one on, uh, I think it's Saturday that they play. Yeah, uh, well, I probably won't be watching that one. Friday, tomorrow Friday. And then we've got at the Sharks. So we had a pretty emotional uh, announcement by the coach to Sherry yesterday um, to, to give him the word that he'd been selected. That was great to see. There's floating around Twitter and a few or everywhere else on social media. So he comes in with Moylan out. And what I'm a little bit surprised with is that he's, he's into the centre, so he's not on the wing or anything. So he comes straight into the centres, and he looks like he's probably going to be playing there for a fair amount of time while Moylan is looking mm. like he'll miss about six weeks. So he looks like um, he could be a pretty good cow. Yeah, so he played, I think, on the right, right edge um, during the trial. So he was there at centre where Dugan's been playing the last couple of weeks. So Dugan's yep. obviously gone to fullback. So he looks like a natural in there. Um, so you said, young guy, bargain basement. So one, I think you had him from round one, didn't you? Like expecting this very sort of... Yeah, yeah. So I started with him and Alan as well. I traded Alan out for Burns last week, which has um, been fantastic. And I'll be looking <laughs> to bring Alan straight back into my side this weekend. So... Um, that's a trade burn, but uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, at the Dragons, huge news. Mm. So unfortunately, it's been sort of brought about because of Gareth Widdop's injury, um, which looks like it'll sideline him uh, likely for the for the entirety of the year. But Matt Dufty gets a start at fullback, um, which I think Dragons fans, if I'm reading right, have been crying out for for quite some time, or at least just a stop to this nonsense mid-game shuffling of the spine. Ma- Mary gosh. McGregor just has to be the most fortunate <laughs> coach in the NRL. Mate, I don't get it. He's, I don't know, they, they got the win last week, so he'll probably be signed up to some you know, 20-year contract now in celebration. But yeah, he's got Dean, Dean Pace management between behind him. I don't think I've heard him. any you know, um, expert on, on any panel show, on any league show, say, um, yeah, I agree with what he's doing there. That, that seems like a sound move. Get Dufty into the game yep. with 15 minutes to go. I guess the other thing to point out there too is that Tyson Frizzell has been named in the reserves. So um, that's potentially bad news for Jacob Host and also Blake Laurie. So Laurie's um, been named, Lowry's been named to start at lock again. Um, but we really interesting to see what happens when Frizzell does come into the side. It'll be a real ball rupturer for any Laurie well, owners out there. Well. Write <laughs> <laughs> that one. Uh, Alan. Stays in the side with Burns out. So mm-hmm. obviously Burns missing's um, you know, horrible. Um, I think he lasted 25 minutes. I don't think even that long. Yeah, he went it off with a ham- hamstring injury. Horrible. Thought it was an ankle. But now it's been reported that he's going to be missing for up to six weeks, which is um, not good for him, but potentially it's great for Alan. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a real popular trade, and it's one I think you and I have both done this week is um, flip Burns out. Bring Allen in, um, so essentially trading one 
guy on that left edge for the other. Um, you know how good the Rabbitohs are yep. on that side. So um, good stuff for Corey Allen getting um, a stack load of, of uh, potential opportunity here going forward. Key injuries for the week. So I've already touched on this briefly, but Dylan Brown um, back indefinite. However, they're saying potentially around about eight weeks. So let's not cover that anymore. Braden Burns as well as so the hamstring um, looks buggered for about four to six weeks. Uh, Matt Moylan out for six weeks, which causes a, a big reshuffle in the Sharks' back line. Um, potentially good super coach news um, for, for Sherry owners, but if you're a Moylan owner, you're probably going to move him on. Jake Friend um, just gone down with another shoulder injury. I mean, it's uh, similar to what happened at the start of the season last year, and, and I mean that he he's just too much of a risk for me. I wouldn't be um, wouldn't be holding on to him. He looks like he's a week to week proposition. Mm. I'm an owner, so I've had him since round one. So he killed it, obviously, with that try in round one. Nearly racked up the ton. I think he got 95 or so, and then missed the next game. And you had Copes on the pod last week sort of say that Friendy can just do that to himself. He'll push himself too hard when he's trying to knock these 80-minute games out. And you see him, he makes 60 tackles a game. And it was, the it was human a, body can't take it. Was it from a Rooster supporter, it was actually a really insightful yeah. call by Copes to say... We don't often have insightful calls on this pod. So it's great. Well, was well, it's good because the most insightful thing has been the amazing Waka Changi. Mm. It's been a beautiful. It's quite nice. Mm. It's quite nice. Grows in you after a couple. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because coming from a Roosters fan perspective, you just said you know there's, there's every likelihood he's not going. He could be missing a game there and be you know primed for the finals. Mm. And if they start obviously conserving his minutes, so. Um, Trent Robertson sits back and goes, this is a very long season. I don't want my you know, star hooker playing 80 minutes and knocking himself around. Yeah, and when they're, I think, three and zip at the moment, right? Yeah, what's the, what's the point? So a very tough call there coming up, um, I think, for owners like myself. Like, what do you do with him there? Do we sit around and wait in the hope that he comes back and you know starts fresh, gets those 80-minute games out? Or in more likelihood, is he going to come back uh, you know, a couple of weeks from now and play reduced minutes and start leaking cash? Yep. So... Tough one, but really there's, there's not a lot of options there. I had a look today to see what I could do. And um, aside from a guy like Mitch Rain, who sticks out in the mid-ranges, there's, there's really not a, lot of, <laughs> not a lot of options there. No, I agree. Uh, and then the last one is Gareth Widdop. Uh, speaking about him, looks like he potentially could have played his last game. Yeah. Um, fortunately, that doesn't see Zach Lomax coming to the starting side. Lomax is a goal kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do there. Got no, Corey Norman or Ben Hunt, maybe. I don't know. I don't know who the obvious option is there. Yeah, but that could be a random forward like Jacob Host. Mm. You know, these, these second rowers, these lock forwards, tend to have, or sometimes could have these amazing abilities. Think of Tapiaho, those sort of guys. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who, who actually nabs that. Any Dragons fans out there listening, I'm sure, could shed a bit more light than we could. But interesting, yeah, Lomax um, in the bench there. So... You know, are they going to do the same thing they've done with Dufty and inject him with 15, 20 to go? It's a weird selection, isn't it? Anyway, that is, I think, it for the injury and team news. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and then start to talk through each of the three points. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the three key topics of this week, JT, what are we going to look at first? So the first one we've got down is the front row forward mid-pricer Bonanza, I think you called it. So it is Yeehaw. A, <laughs> yeehaw indeed. There's a stack of guys here that are around that 350 to 450k sort of price range that seem to be bucking the trend that we usually see and getting a, a few more points. So I'm going to chat about a few of them here and just gauge whether or not that you reckon they're actually worth it in the long run, whether you think it's a flash in the pan kind of thing. And maybe this is... Uh, one of those anomalies in this super coach season where this suddenly becomes a position of value. Front row forwards usually just get a couple of set and forget kind of guys there and see them out through the year. But this year we're starting to see some emerge from the pack. Yeah, it looks like there's quite a bit of depth there. And where are we going to start? I'll start with the first name we got on this list here. And he's probably one that everyone's sort of talking about um, on the site. And that's uh, big Junior Paulo, Parramatta front row forward. So... Have a look at some of his stats. So he got a couple of line break assists out of nowhere last week. So he threw this incredible pass down the right edge um, to put Fergo away in the first half. So he put Takarangi, who then put Fergo through. But that, that was sort of out of nowhere. So you got this guy throwing wild spirals and saw him come. I think he's got quite a nice price rise out of that. But if you actually look at his minutes last year, so I think he was averaging... What have we got here? Around 40, 40. So he averaged 43 and a half points last year at 1.1 points per minute. So, you know, just shy of maybe 50 or so minutes per game. But 40 minutes year, per game last year. So this year, oh, good maths. This year he's got 57 minutes per game. So automatically a 17 minute upgrade on last year. And if you look at points per minute, it's, it's even gone through the roof with that. So all of a sudden you're seeing a guy who just gets through his work and yep. nab, uh, nab an attacking stat now and again. Yep. So that sort of guy, do you imagine that's going to continue? What do you reckon? Well, I mean, there was always talk of him being a bit of a sleeper just because there was an mm. expectation of the minutes increasing. Uh, it's very, very low minutes last year at the Raiders. Um, so the 40 to the 57, just the thing that I'm a bit cautious of this year, I don't know if it's sustainable, it's just the attacking stats. So last year he had, it was, last week he had forty points in attacking stats and forty seven base points, um, and that's not going to happen every week. It's not going to happen every week, and you've also got uh, Mao coming back in a couple of weeks too. So what happens with the minutes there? Lane appears to be an eighty minute forward. Well, funny you say that because I was watching him on that that Friday. So the first couple of rounds he's played sixty to seventy. I think they've taken him off um, the last last little stretch there. He looked gassed. And he was not doing anything out there. So I was following his score on the app there. He barely moved from about minute 40 to, to minute 80. So I think he got a couple of uh, tackles there. And you watch Teddy basically just step around him to score a try late in the game. So I, on that performance, I don't reckon Lane will be seeing a lot of 80-minute games this year. Well, a big differ, JT. So if sure you have a look do. at what he's done so far this year, 80 minutes, 70 minutes, and 80 minutes. Hmm. He's basically produced the exact same amount of base points. It's just been the try that hasn't been there, all the attacking stats for Lane. So, yeah, I mean, he could be gassed a little bit, but he has been given the minutes so far. And, and for me, I do feel that, especially while Brown's out, he's going to be the big minute forward there. 
And then uh, Manu Mao, when he comes back, he will probably play very high minutes as well, as per usual. So it'd be very interesting to see what the rotation is for Paolo. Um, he's priced beautifully, around about 400k. Has not seen a price rise yet because he's only played the two games. Mm. So this is the week to get him before he, he does see that initial increase. And uh, if you have a look at what he's current, what's his current break even at the moment? Uh, what do we got here? I think he's sitting at, oh, is it negative six? Negative eight, I've got him here. So he's going to, you know, he's likely to see a pretty good increase this week. He's still not out of range, though, so he can probably just wait and see. But, you know, I think that he's, a, he's quite a good option. Um, however, I wouldn't be downgrading a gun for him. And it's probably a little yeah. bit too early um, to be to be upgrading uh, one of your forwards unless you've got someone that's just, you know, a, an absolute plotter. Hmm. Which I don't think many would have in that, that sort of region anyway. No. You're, you're Even if you've got a flag, like he's still got a negative break even. No, he's got no, some... need, no need. You keep those sort of guys. Yep. Okay. We'll that. Now, the next guy that I want to talk about is someone that I raised in the team's analysis yesterday. Alex Twal. Mm. He's been going absolutely gangbusters, and I really haven't heard too much about him. So all the talk has been centered around uh, Junior Paulo. But if you have a look at what Twal has done over the past couple of weeks, and I know that he was also another sleeper option, but his minutes have just gone through the roof. So he played 50 minutes in the first game, then 55 and 65 over the past two weeks. But his base is just phenomenal. 63 base points and 66 base points in rounds two and three. Mm. That is incredible. So he's gone up 30, 32K by the looks. So I think last week, I don't, I don't know whether it was Garner's injury and, and like yep, uh, Fanua was off, off the field as well. So obviously that 65 minutes he got there is not going to be repeatable yep. uh, for a big guy like himself. But that you can't really argue with that base that stat. base is phenomenal, point. isn't it? And what's he got? Like barely anything in, in attacking points to go along with that. Yep. And you look at a guy like Paulo or a guy like Napa who we're going to talk about that manages to score tries or set some up um, and just take them from that 60-point game to an 80 or 90. Yeah, so when you're looking to bring in a front row forward or one of these kind of guys that plays in the middle, the base is the first thing you've got to look at, yeah, right? you've got to ignore. Like, for a front row forward, you just you just cannot be chasing last week's attacking points. Agreed. So he looks fantastic, but again, he's priced at a, a range right now where if you just wait a week to see what happens if they don't have any injuries and see if these minutes are sustainable... He's a watch. Can, you can still... He's, he's worth a look. <laughs> Definitely worth a look. But he's got his pod lovers out there all over this guy. Indeed. All right, where are we going to go to next? Should we, um, should we maybe go to Manly and talk about uh, Adam Fenua Blake? Yeah, I think this is one of Banyo's boys. So uh, Sam, who won the, the comp a couple of years back. So he's been quite high on uh, AFB for, for quite some time. So very, very similar. So he just gets through meat and potatoes, hit-ups, tackles. So he'll, he'll knock out in 50 minutes, he'll knock out 55, 60 points. Yeah, so he's another one that's only played the two games as well. Mm. So he's yet to see a price rise, price below 450k, which is a good price point. Break even of 16. So what has he produced so far, JT? He's got points 69, 65. He played a massive 63 minutes in round one and then 50 in, in, uh, in round three. I think he had a suspension in, in round two. What are you seeing there on the, the page in front of you? I mean, very high base stats, not as high as, as 12s, but as you can see there, he's got, what is it, 12 creative points, so set up a try there, and a few few busts, and a few offloads, so I mean, that's that's the sort of stuff you want to see as well. Like, it's not, 
it's not crazy attacking stats. So it's not like, oh, he, this week he got, you know, two try assists and all of a sudden he's um, knocking around an 80 or 90 and everyone's, everyone's getting excited. But that's, again, at a price of 447, um, that's that's top range, top tier, sort of front row forward calibre. Yeah, I think it's quite quite good value. I, I mean, um, there was a lot of talk about him and, and I guess the, the bonus that he's got is that Martin Tapau just doesn't play that, like, big minutes. He's a 45 to 50 minute front row forward, so there's certainly minutes to go around there. Yep, and especially because they've got quite an inexperienced pack coming off there. You've got Manazi Fainu as well coming on to relieve um, Luka there, so plenty of um, minutes up for grabs for a guy like AFB over some of the guys they've got sat on the bench there, so a lot of upside for him. And we're talking about these guys, these mid-range guys. Who do you reckon is top tier, can't go without in front row forward? Let's compare them. Uh, well, for Fita, yep. 100%. Fifi. And he had a bit of a bludger on the weekend. Of all, uh, you know, I'm sitting back watching that game, I'm watching my Cowboys get torn to shreds, and I'm going, can at least someone I own do something reasonable in this game? And Fifi did absolutely nothing. I think he ended up with 50 or something like that. Yep. Um, Nakora even got a try and, and you know, barely scraped through 50. But yeah, let's, let's compare Fifi. So this year he's played minutes of 73, 61, 55. In that time, he's got base of 50, 49, and 48. So on the down on the downhill slide in that base stat uh, sort of performance there, along with his minutes. So you look at a guy like, you know, how much is he? 6, 10K. Mm. And then you work, we're talking about guys that are 400, 450. And I th- that's the reason for bringing this up, because mm. I think there is a bit of a change in the guard there. I mean, we're already seeing someone like a David Clemmer, who's just producing... Um, output that he hasn't yet coming to a new club more minutes his base is also over 60 at the moment so he's a great option but again he's quite more expensive than the guys we're talking about now so with the likes of Crichton uh, we've got Reese Martin coming up who are going to be cut price going to want cash for them and then of course you've got Dravojevic who everyone's going to want to get on over the next couple of weeks cash we just maybe can't afford to be spending it on these big price front row forwards and there's some serious value here with these mid prices that um, many of us just didn't see before the start of the season. No, and obviously Sergis was all the rage last week as well. Obviously mm-hmm. got huge attacking stats in the first couple of weeks and everyone was a bit uh, a bit wary of that. Obviously it's not going to happen every week as we've said but instead of you know looking at potential value from these guys everyone was lured in by the points. Yep. So everyone went for Sergis. And these sort of guys, you just flow under the radar. And, and once you've gone surges, you can't then... What are you going to do? You can't downgrade to these guys. You've sort of lost that... Well, exactly. You're locked in for the year, yeah. I think. Um, the other one worth to mention for me is probably Dale Finucane. So he's someone that I had um, you know, locked in probably about an hour or so before the first game. Mm. Um, we'll out a bit just in terms of what I saw last year. But, geez, he's really, really, really impressive over the past couple of weeks. 84 points last week with 60 two points from base and then last week 59 with 53 from base but if you look at the overall performances last week in Bathurst which is really really cold hardly anyone scored over 60 points no that so, was a shocking game shocking so, game from Supercoach perspective but yeah for Nukin, he's just racking up the minutes and you look at his bench you got Brandon Smith there who will chew up a bit of time through the second row there and then you've got uh, Kamitha Mitha, who's, who plays maybe 20, 30 minutes at, yep. at most, does, does barely anything in that time. Thanks, Kami. And then you've got 
The the guy that made his debut, oh, he he scored his first try in his second game. His name escapes. Marion Sevy last week comes on. So these guys aren't playing a lot of big minutes, and so you got to look at that yeah. um, when you're thinking about these guys. So if you've got a guy like AFB, as we've talked about, has a small, uh, reasonably low minute rotation that's going to come on and, and rotate him out, and similarly with Fanukin. So he's he's been racking up over nearly an hour of game time. On average. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been averaging uh, this year so far, if we have a look. So he's been averaging 62 minutes per game. That's almost 10 up from last year. So that's probably the increase we saw. Some people were maybe a little bit worried about um, Smith stealing some minutes as well. Brandon coming off the bench, but that hasn't been the case. Fanukin's been playing those minutes. Uh, you've obviously got um, Kenny Bromwich, who's taking up a lot of the yep. time. No Joe Stimson into that forward pack as well at the moment, but um, I think he plays first game in Resi's last week. So that's one to one to watch, or maybe something to one to, to look for mm. going forward. Yeah, Kebron's been doing well, so I'm really interested to see what uh, Bellamy ends up doing there. Because a bit of talk around that Stimson might be on the way out, and uh, he's got a couple of offers from rival clubs, that kind of thing. So yeah, quite interesting times to see where he lands in this rotation. Okay, so before we move on from this main topic, uh, Dylan Arper, so he's been um, provided um, well has earned himself a massive price rise and then a great break-even this week due to plenty of attacking stats in the past couple of weeks. And I wonder how many people traded him out or just benched him after that round one effort. So he was ordinary. So when they got touched up by the Warriors there, he was barely seen. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is now, he's got a break-even of negative 47. That is huge. Yeah. But the risk there is that he drops back to those you know, mid-30s, mid-40s sort of But sort I, of I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. On the basis that in the in the past couple of weeks, yes, the attacking stats have yeah. been there, but he's been averaging forty eight base points per game. Well, that's not bad, but like, and that's where, a lot better than what I was thinking what he was going to do. But the game where he gets thirty or yep. forty is still but that's there. his minutes. That's so so what's going to so if you have a look at the the current bench for the dogs, mm -hmm. so where do you, what do you think the rotation is going to be? Well, now you've got Reese Martin in there playing a stack of minutes. They've got RFM floating around, who obviously plays quite big minutes. Um, got, they've got the like the one thing in his favour is that he's got um, a utility on the bench there to, to help relieve him. But I, I just don't see it. I see Napa scoring tries and setting him up. Like, how often is that ever going to happen again? So he's got the huge break even right now. So, of course, everyone eyes that off. Everyone sees it. Everyone just sees the dollar signs flashing before their eyes. But then all of a sudden the dogs go back to doing dog-like things and he just starts plotting it. And he's he's a renowned plotter. This guy, I know we are so short-sighted in this game, but we've got to think back, like think of his history. Think of his minutes history. Obviously he was shocking last year. I think he was averaging something like 30 minutes. And yeah. obviously he's going to get an uptick on that. But to what end? Yeah. Like how, how long do you hold him for? Who do you trade him for? But I think you're talking a little bit out of your ass here, JT. Oh, a bit. Be. Because you've even just mentioned a player who's not even in the squad. So RFM got dropped. <laughs> so if you have a look at Kirk their... Kirk up in disguise. See, so if you have a look at their bench, and what I'm saying, you've got um, Leecher on the bench. So you've got a utility there. And then you've got Adam Elliott, who's a back rower. And then you've got Ogden and also Smith. I can just see that, that Napa, with the, with that that bench, he's going to be getting 50-plus minutes a game. He's going to do much with that. Well, like, he's, he does well, not he's producing high 40s. Okay, so he so, 50. Well, so he gets 50 points I'm just saying the people Europe. are going to be looking at these guys and going, fantastic, let's bring him in. Napa is 360k. Yeah. Negative break-even of, of, of close to 50. If he, if he averages, and we're going to do this on the fly right now, 
and I'll, you can you can 50, just talk. Give him fifty. I'll give him a fifty average. Okay, so let's do this now. So if he gives him a fifty average going forward, uh, his price predicted predicted price increase with that negative break even after lockout for this round, it's seventy one or seventy two k, and then we've got a twenty six thousand. So he's going to increase in price about eighty thousand over the next two weeks. Okay, so you get him into that what round? Round plus six, so it'll be round ten. Yep. And he's four hundred and fifty k. So he's exactly what a guy like Paulo, a guy like AFB, who have way more upside. Than sure, numbers. but what about and money? So we got those guys. Yeah, well, we got Dylan Brown and Kieran going down this week. We got our, we got um, some of our, you know, those guys were expecting to earn the cash. Are you going to want to play Napa in your side every week? Well, is it guaranteed? Well, I'm, I'm looking at playing someone like a Lowry at the moment. He's probably going to produce the exact same. I still just don't see it. I don't okay. see anyone, I don't see the need to play a guy like Napa who you know can get 30s and 40s and kill you weak over a very guy okay. like... I even prefer Larry. At least Larry gets stuff done. All right, that's fine. Before we move on to the next one, um, Pangai Jr. is not on this list, but he's someone that I think when you asked a question before about who I think will be in the top echelon of the front row forwards, I think that you know many of us are kicking ourselves for not starting with him. Well, you can't be blamed, right? He did the hammy in the preseason, and everyone suddenly jumped off. Mm -hmm. And even now, it's a, it's almost a ticking time bomb. So great player, great super coach player, but you'll always have that thought in the back of your mind. Yeah, he's a sensational super coach player. Uh, Seventy minutes last week, mm -hmm. moves to lock. Um, I'm prepared to give it another week just to see what happens. But I mean, he's a yeah, he's just a super coach weapon. Yep. Okay, let's move on. Uh, spend a lot of time on that one. Let's move off to our second key point at the moment. Is it too late to jump on the cheapies after their first price rise? I think it depends. Yep. So you've got to look forward. You've got to think how many more rises is this person likely to get. Yep. So first thing you'd look at is job security long term, obviously. So a guy might be jumping up 50k this week, but how's his security? So. Hypothetically, a guy, say, like Tom Opechik for the Cowboys, maybe he didn't get dropped last week and he, he banged out, you know, 60 or something, and he starts rising. That kind of guy is poison almost to be jumping on after their first rise. So what about... you just don't know. What about we don't talk in hypotheticals? Mm. What about Mike Sivo? Well, I, I think he did enough to probably lock down his spot uh, for the foreseeable future. Yep. So well, he, he took it to the Roosters on that edge there. Um, he did well. He crashed over for a couple of tries there. So he, he looked good. And I think he has looked good um, throughout his first couple of rounds. Can you tell so, Scoochie to stop <laughs> sending us text messages during the well, podcast? Sean's quite busy. Can, oh, he's sending me, he's asking me for team advice. Do I know any cheap hookers? Do you know any cheap hookers? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'll ask Mark Gill. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Where were we? Um, yeah, so a guy like Sivo, I reckon you look at that performance and you think he's at least got himself another three or four weeks. And yep. that means more price rises. Week-to-week -week propositions are much, much different. Okay, so if you look at someone like that, they've seen that price rise of negative, uh, or sorry, of 60 to 70K. Yep. Break-even um, upwards of, need, of minus 50. They've got maybe another 100K or so to earn over the next few weeks. Job security, I still think for him, he's one bad game away from being dropped. So it looks okay, but then you've got on the other end of the spectrum, someone like a Corey Allen, who's yet to play his third game. So he's on the bubble. He played, He had a bad game in the first one because he played limited minutes. Got a try last week. So his price rise is going to be, you know, 
it's going to be you know quite low next mm. for the next game. But after that, when that round one rolls out, it should be going forward. Would you advise people to be looking at a, a Civo this week if they had one trade with that negative break even of fifty, or pick a, a bottom price rookie in Corey Allen? Uh, not for some of the high priced guns that are going around that we need we're going to need to get in. Yep. So I think. Um, when you when you look at the price difference between Allen and Sivo now, yep, um, and they're likely to make uh, the same amount of cash, especially if Allen falls over for a try. Yep. So he's obviously starting from that bargain basement sort of thing. So it's obviously multiplied for him um, if he gets those those sort of scores. So I think if you are tossing up between both of them, I think you've got to go the cheaper option because yep. when you look at them, their their security is probably equal. You know, like Allen's probably got a free run in that side now for. Yeah, six weeks or whatever while Burns is out. So he's got his chance now to, to stamp his um, his claim for that jersey. And I think Sivo, uh, as good as he is and as great as it was to get on him, get him in if you can. And if you don't have to pick between a guy like Allen, I think a guy like Sivo, who you could just forget about what he used to be. You forget that you missed out. You just have to put that to the side. This is a guy that's going to make huge amounts of cash. So just to justify, I guess, your point there as well, if Sivo has seen that increase of 60K, mm-hmm. right? If he averages, say, 30 to 40 points over the next few rounds, he's probably got about another 100K in him to earn, mm. right? He's already had that big price rise. Allen had two points in his first game because he played the limited minutes, 44 last week. If he averages, let's say, with the, the bunny soft draw that they've coming up, I think he can potentially average, let's say, 40 over the, the coming few weeks. If he was to produce that, he's going to increase by 160K by the time uh, that you've got Burns to come back into the side. Mm. And that's conservative, 40 in that Rabideau side. So he It's conservative, and it, yeah, and it's not, you know, if you look at Sivo, even if that's also maybe conservative as well, mm. but he's already seen that big price rise. Yep. So I, I, th- I still, I can see the justification in still buying Sivo because as you said, he's got that 100K, but we're tossing him up between him and Corey Allen here and I think you've got to go the cheaper option. So what about someone that's priced um, over that 300,000 barrier, so not really a bottom, or not a bottom cheapie at all, but uh, C&K. Um, would you be looking to bring him in? He's already seen a, a nice price rise so far. Um, he increased, I think, by you know, uh, 60, 68,000. He's above that, what we classify as a cheapy range now, but is he someone that you'd look to bring in? I think so. He's, he's got a game. He's got the game to be one of the, if not premium ends, obviously that's that's stretching it, but a really good backup, fullback option for the first half of the year. So you look at his game and he's he's a real sort of, um, he's got a bit of flair about him. And he's, tackle pass, all that kind of stuff that you want to like see. He scored a couple of real um, nice tries over the weekend, chasing through a kick and then being put through some yawning defence. But that kind of guy, so I think he's a bit different to a winger. So wingers obviously are up and down. You've got to ride the roller coaster with them. Some days it's going to be sweet, other days it won't be. With a guy like CNK, his scores are a bit more stable. And I think although he's on that sort of high high end of the scale sort of thing there, I still think he's got plenty of room to grow. And he's, he's going to be in the side, you would think, barring injury for, for the remainder of the year. Yeah, look, I, I think he's got the potential to be a centre wing keeper. Um, from what he's done the last couple of weeks. Base hovering around about 33, 34. Um, that's fantastic. And, you know, if you can get the, the odd attacking stat here and there and average 55 to 60, then that's exactly what you want. So he's certainly someone that I'm not going to be looking to trade out anytime soon. 
but also someone that if I didn't know him, I'd probably be considering to bring him in. But you probably got bigger things that you need to, to settle. For sure. But let's, can you just forget like last week? I, I know it's hard and you're looking, you, you kick yourself because you missed these. I missed John Bateman from the start of the year and he went up 70 odd K. Yep. I had to get him in this this week. You just you just got to swallow your pride. Yep, I agree. Okay, so I think, so that's, we're running out of time a bit. So what's your overall message with this? It, it, it is dependent, but I think what I like to do anyway is I strongly suggest that if you haven't been on it yet, NRL Supercoach stats, they've got the price change calc there in the tool section. Use that and just, just do it because you might think that someone like a Civo is a better option, but then just have a look at the difference in the price because at the end of the day, this game is all about um, team value and it's incre- all about increasing that. Uh, along with obviously scoring points along the way. But um, we've got cheapies dropping like flies, so we need to generate cash somehow. So who is going to mm. generate the most cash? Because these guys are, aren't going to be playing for you, most likely. Um, but So we need them to earn cash. So anyway, that's that's that point. Okay, so this is a nice segue. What are we going to do with these two cheapy halves that have um, unexpectedly dropped out of the 17 this week? So we're talking about Kieran, we're also talking about Brown. Um, one is dropped, um, and one is uh, out for an indefinite period of time. Mm. So it's a, probably an easier answer, I think, and that's just hold. Um, so you like you can't trade them down to anyone else in that five eight halfback role. Maybe Chanel Harris Tavita, but then again, he's a week to week proposition because Kieran's just been dropped. So I think those sort of guys, if you've got guns already in your five eight and halfback, just just sit back with them. There's no there's no one in that uh, cheapy range that I think you are going to miss out on by holding Brown and, and Kieran. So Brown especially, like he's he's got the back injury now, but you think he'll walk back into that team when he can. Kieran, he got the nod over CN, uh, CHT to start the year. So uh, probably there, just a bit of a kick up the backside. Uh, he, the Warriors needed a scapegoat. Yeah, but I think it was a 50-50 between those two to start. I don't think so. I think Kieran played far better in the trials than, than uh, CHT. And he more of a, a better foil for Blake Green. It, it looked that way in round one. They've fallen way behind the last couple of weeks, but that's not Adam Kieran. But I post to you mm-hmm. that he's got a, a break-even now of 20. Yeah, so yeah. how much cash generation does he actually have left in there? But is it really, like, what does it take? One week where he gets a couple of tries when he gets back. Have you seen how shit the Warriors are? Yeah, but they were all right in round one. When are they playing the Bulldogs next? <laughs> when's, when's, that, when's that turning? Uh, they're not, no, I think they, they don't play the Bulldogs for the rest of the year, mate. And, and then they, they play the, the Titans this week, so it misses out on that. And then they've yeah, got the Titans restricted your boy Damien Cook to fifty four. So yeah, but not, so, yeah, they've done that elsewhere. But then they got the South. They got Cowboys. They got the Storm. Then they've got Knights. Then they've got Dragons. Then they've got Panthers. And then they got the Broncos. It does not get easy for the Warriors. Oh man, any game like this whole matchups thing. I don't know. I don't buy into it. I, I think I, I buy into it with it a certain thing. But if you look at in that kind of stuff, I think it makes a massive difference. So I'm fifty fifty at the moment to to move him on. I, I'm. A goal kicking half yeah. at whatever he is now. You know, but so CHT, right? He's he's the same. So maybe look at him after a few weeks. So but who are you going to trade Kieran to? Right. Well, we'll now? talk about that later. We'll talk about. We'll bring. <laughs> we'll bring that up in a little bit. Uh, maybe getting, my, it's getting fiery in this Maybe my popular <laughs> decision of the week. But um, listen, I wouldn't begrudge anyone for moving on or holding on to Kieran this week. I, I think it's depending on your structure and depending on what you you want to do. But surely after Tuesday, there's there's bigger fires to put out. 
Maybe. Depends. Depends on your team. Depends on any of those good non-playing reserves you end up starting with. Dylan Brown. Old. You reckon? Got yeah, look at, how, look at how he played. And he's playing in a side that I think you know, looks obviously better than the Warriors have. At the start, and he's settled in way better. So obviously he hasn't lost his position on form. Yep, which but he's is, he's missing for the next eight weeks at minimum. Is it really eight weeks? Yep. Well, that's what they've come out today, and they said they're expected to be around about eight weeks. And he's he, I mean, his break-even is a lot more favourable. He's got a break-even of negative 28, um, which is obviously a, a lot better than than, um, than what you'd expect. But um, I think there's more I cash know. to make. Yeah, and I think... There's going to be so much shuffling in other positions. There's going to be other injuries that come up. That kind of guy is one you can just yeah. It's unfortunate he's got that uh, injury there, but just keep him there. If you don't have, if you have a handy five eighth already sitting there, you just keep him on the bench. Wait for the eventual um, return. So again, if you're not missing out on something, some crazy value by not going uh, and getting rid of him, well, that's where we agree to disagree. But we'll get into that shortly. I think hold both Kieran and Brown. I Kieran think, could be I, back next week. I, I, Brown might be. I think both are disposable. Player. I think that um, given the length, the, given the injury, the seriousness, seriousness of the injury to Brown, I think that if something good does come along, if CHT, for example, proves to be a fantastic player, scores well, then I think you'd move move Brown on. Despite that, he's, he's not earning money for you while he's on the sidelines for two months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, let's wait and see. I mean, you can also always trade him in when he comes back with that negative break-even, right? Whereas Kieran, he's got the break-even at 21, hasn't done much in the past couple of weeks. Yes, he's goal-kicking half, but what's the point being goal-kicking half and yeah, shit? You say side? you can just trade him back in like it's that easy. Like we're not going to have 17 other injuries to contend with in a few weeks. You just never know. And That's then he true. gets named, you know, a couple of months from now and... You know, everyone wants to bring him well, in. Well, hope that he'll be. Hope that hope that Brown will be back for the the buy, which is the big thing. That'd be great. Okay, awesome. so that I think wraps up our three key takeaways of the week discussion points. Now, where are we going to go next? Well, as we've said, we're going to bring in unpopular super coach opinion of the week. Yep. Uh, just because there's too much agreeing on this podcast. Yep. So I think I might go first. So obviously, talk of the week is one Tommy Turbo. And my unpopular opinion is that people are jumping on this guy far too early this week. The Warriors were absolutely awful, and you should be focusing on better cash-generating options this week. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and they, they've got a very tough matchup. You're not meant to agree. They've got a tough <laughs> This is a bad start. Well, I, unpopular. I, but, yeah, I, 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 I do, I agree, and, and I, it, I didn't pick it. You picked it. It's not my fault that I agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't jump on him this week. A, he doesn't see a price rise. Um, and then B, playing Souths. Mm. So I think this is al- almost um, chasing last week's point. But oh, the very definition. But definition. the biggest thing for me is that people are destroying their teams to get him in. Mm. So a friend of the podcast and friend of the side, Rob Sutherland at the moment, his two trades that he's planning to do is to trade out Cleary yep. for Turbo. Yep, that's that's yeah. I don't want to say insane, and obviously, clearly and he's not doing that via downgrading by. Lane to Paulo. Yeah, and that's that's what yeah, chasing last week's points, going sideways, breaking all that's... of the Ten Commandments. He's literally he's <laughs> Joe. literally grabbed Joe's Ten Commandments slate and smashed it Joe over his knee. Joe would be spinning in his grave right now if 
I think he, he didn't return after his walk, so he can only assume he walked the dogs last week. Oh, no, sorry. He bought, he, got a win. He bought, a, he bought a new dog. <laughs> There's another dog every time they lose there. Old Sir just going to have calves of fury. All right. But, yeah, crazy. And people are trying to work out who which gun should I trade down because that's the only way you're going to be able to exactly. get a 720-plus yep. sort of player oh, in. So, I, I mean, if he, if he goes gangbusters this week... Hmm. And then that that, that, that break break even at the moment is negative seventy two. If he does go break, if he does go gangbusters again, I mean let's let's just use this tool again to see. Like, I mean, I don't know. Let's just just give me a number. What do you reckon? He uh, scores 70, 70. 70 points. Okay, yep. so let's put in. It's at Lotto Land. He does tend to kill. Let's it, put yeah. in uh, seventy points here, and then he goes on to average seventy. Right. Yep. So what is his price going to do? So he's he's current. He's he's going to increase in price. By forty four k, yeah. But then immediately the round after, he's going to decrease in price by thirty k. Yeah. So you're going to need these tons to to keep popping up. And for a guy that's come back from um, hamstring troubles, you never know when that's going to going to pop up again. And, and I do not for one minute suggest that he's not a must because I think he is. But mm. I'm still going to stick. We to, will all have him at one point. I'm still going to but, stick. Yeah, I'm still going to stick to the, my original plan. Which would be probably round seven is the time to bring him in, mm. and like he's still going to miss that origin period, and that's ten tends to be when he quietens down. Yeah, and obviously he's a guy that you everyone's going to get by the end of the year. There probably won't be a single super coach team that's still active that won't have that guy in this. But the period. the message, but, and I, I I agree with you, we shouldn't be agreeing. No, you have another week to to look at him to see what happens in your you know maybe a guy like Damian Cook picks up an injury or something, and then. All of a sudden, the trade is is made so much easier for you. But yeah. no need right now unless there's some yeah miracle way that you can pick him up. So a couple of key commandments that people are breaking at the moment is A, trading a gun. Yep. B, trading a cow that has not fattened up enough. So going early on yep. a cow. Or just a, another blatant, weird mid-price to trade. Hmm. So for example, a C&K or something like that. Um, or Capewell or, or something to trade to the Turbo or something like that, which might not be that bad, but still, I mean, I think people are kind of rushing into it. Or the worst thing is when they're just destroying their side to get this one guy in. And there's yeah. no guarantees. No. Warriors were horrible last week. They were. And, and you've got to look at that as well. And he's not going to be able to stroll through the Rabbitohs defensive line the way that he did there. Um, not second game back. So Warriors didn't turn up last week. And you, and you need to start putting that sort of stuff into consideration when you think about a guy like Tommy Turbo. So yes, he's got these huge games in him. Um, but yeah, you, you are chasing last week's points. And he might come out and kill it. He might come yep. out and get 100 points or something like that. But as we said, it gives you another week to watch. So the message is don't bust your team for Turbo. If you can somehow turn, say, a Braden Burns into Trevojevic and you've got the cash there, then I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, if you wait two to three weeks, there's going to be a couple of centre-wing cheapies or even with Jules, um, and I'm looking at someone like a Lachlan Burr, uh, or even a Cameron Murray in a couple of weeks when he um, hits his price, right? Yep. Move those guys off. Hmm. Once the attacking stats start drying up from those sort of players. Agree. Agree. Okay, so now it's time for mine. Hmm. And I don't know if you're going to enjoy this or not. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Just, just lay it out. <laughs> What is going on? Come on, JT, let's do it. <laughs> Come on. Are Come we, on. Are we getting the party? Come on. I, I'm afraid these beers aren't quite heavy enough. 
You know what time it is. You know what time it is? It's time to party. It's time to party with Cardi. It's the Cardi party. Like it's 2015. Yeah. It's the Cardi party. Oh my god. Anyone who's still listening, I sincerely apologise for that. It was as cringeworthy in person as it was having to listen to that. So, yes, yeah, so if you haven't oh. gathered by now, my uh, unpopular super coach opinion of the week is that Bryce Cartwright is one of the buyers of the week. Oh, Jesus Christ. We should have given people a vomit warning then and there. What are you doing? Explain it. You've already tried explaining it once. Explain it again to the listeners out there. I'll just get the vomit back here ready. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So the the... The simple thing here is that we've seen, if you have a look, okay, a couple of things. The Titans uh, bench has still got a utility on it with Brimson there. Um, Ryan James is a better middle forward than he is on the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jai Arrow is not going to play 80 minutes a game. Well, so, no one ever said he will. Yeah, but it's the same side this week as what it was last week. Plus you've got their two star halves coming back. Right, mm-hmm. which is then pushing Brimson to the bench. So the point is that I think that he's got a few eighty or a few eighty minutes on the edge ahead of him. And if you look back to the last time that he played eighty minutes on the edge, I think from memory it was two thousand seventeen. He scored fifty to fifty five points. And then going back a year before that, he was averaging sixties on the edge. Last year when he was playing eighty minutes, I think he played four to five games. He was mainly playing in the halves for the Titans, who were struggling. So that's not a true sign of what he can actually produce. He's priced at 250K, which is 20K more expensive than, say, a Kieran. Mm. He's going to earn cash. He's got a break-even of zero. If he continues to play 80 minutes on the edge and producing 50 to 55 points, he's going to increase in value by 100K over the next couple of weeks. And that could time him perfectly to, say, a downgrade to CHT or to be upgrading to a full-on Nathan Cleary. So who are you trading him for? So I'll be pro- looking at moving Kieran onto Cartwright at 5'8". Absolute insanity, mate. This is Bryce Cartwright, B-R-Y-C-E, the Cardi Party, who has not done any I'm, of the I'm sort. I'm getting for... back on the Cardi Party, mate. It's taken one week. You've, you've literally seen one week where he offloaded a couple of times and got 80 minutes. Okay. How often is that? Look, look at his stats there. 38 base. If he's producing 38 to 40 base per week, he's going to make money. Why don't we just bring up his 2016 stats? Let's just bring those up. We'll bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. Zero relevance. Different team. Coach, uh, you surely cannot play a guy like Bryce Cartwright, who is a who's a shocking missed tackle away from being dropped at any one time. Well, he's b- better than me playing someone like Mr. <laughs> Boom Bastic. <laughs> Please don't. Very fantastic. Please do not do that. <laughs> Mr. Lover Lover. <laughs> Honestly, don't do this to yourself. Like, I don't know, if there needs to be some Bryce Cartwright. Listen, I just think this. the hate out there is... Um, I think it's justified if he's 350k, but price at 250 starting on the edge... And I think that he's going to play 80 minutes for at least the next couple of weeks. Okay, so you're playing him. Garth Brennan your... is, a, is a big fan of him, right? He recruited him from Penrith. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to go... It's not going to be a full-on full on blown party. However, I think that he can at least give us 45 to 50 points a game. And that's cash. But this is Bryce Cartwright. I know it looks good on paper, but have you seen the guy play in a title? JT, all I'm seeing right now is that I'm... Um, 
17 <laughs> points ahead of you. So uh, tell your story, walking champ. <laughs> oh, champ. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the two mid-straight. Okay, so they're our pom- um, popular uh, super coach opinions of the week. Uh, Turbo, we both agree, but he's, you know, super popular at the moment. Way, yeah. And Cartwright, um, we are just miles apart. But that's fine. That's all. That's what super coach is about. Yeah. Okay, so we're nearly hit the hour mark. We've got probably five minutes for some Twitter questions. So Let's we'll try and just yes-no them. Hey? Okay. Or just, yeah, keep our, our answers short and sweet. So Tane Sarajevo asks, what to do with Opachik? So I had him last week. Uh, he was sad. He's obviously sat out of the team. He yep. didn't impress in his time there. Yep. I've, I've given him the flick. Yep. So, I mean, he has a reasonable enough break. Dan Gray Dallin. Well, yeah, exactly. So when's he ever going to come back to yep. the team? We're not sure. Get rid of him. Uh, is the From under the radar, is the SCG surface still a mess and thus Teddy is a VC waste? Well, I'm not a ground curator, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had a... Had have seen uh, any of the Super Rugby games or the Rugby League I don't games think many there. people did see the Super yeah, Rugby games. Yeah, it's probably about 10 or 15 yep. in Australia, but um, uh, he's probably having a look, having a good hard <laughs> look right now. Um, but yeah, the turf looks pretty shit out. So, um, what, ter- Teddy, it's raining as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, not a fan of that VC option tomorrow. No. Great call. I think he's also, he's only, he averages 50 points against the, the Broncos and yet score a ton against them too. Mm. There we go. Matt Beasley asks, currently got Teddy and RTS in fullback. Should I be trading out RTS for Turbo maybe next week? Exhibit A of mm. what we're saying. Tur- yeah. What's wrong with... RTS is going great guns this year. Mm. So he has asked maybe next week. So obviously he's playing the Titans this week, RTS. Yeah, so, no. And I think he loves playing the Titans as most fullbacks do. Yep. So um, yeah, I mean, RTS suddenly gets 150 hypothetically and then all of a sudden he's the new Turbo. So we'll see. We'll see. Simon Bartlett asks, is there any news on Jack DeBellin? Do you think he will be playing any footy this year? Have a no. quick look. No idea. No idea. Uh, ben Henderson asks, Kahu, trade or hold? Uh, what's his name? Ben Henderson. Uh, ben delete your team, son. <laughs> Poor mate. No, not, you're not alone in falling for the Kahu trap, but uh, definite trade there in the centres. Uh, what do we got here? Uh Brick Top Burns, give me the something. Any validity in avoiding the weekly trade-in slash hype player? Lolo, week two, gone. Burns, week three, gone. Turbo, question marks. Happens too often for my liking. Great. Great call. Great call. Great call. Great call. As we said, you've got another week to look at him. And one more. Under the radar in topical fashion. Again? Cardi, Cardi, please set us all straight. Well, you already got the answer to that one. I'm going to party like it's 2016. (laughs) And I'll save one that you uh, didn't quite like for the end here while I find that one. Uh, Daniel Hackman asks, thoughts on holding lane or trading out? Well, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think enough. you hold him. I think what's he done wrong? He produced just purely base last weekend. Uh, attacking stats around the corner. As Cope said, you've got to sort of ride the, the lows with those sort of guys. On their on weeks, they'll be getting your 80s and 90s. On their off weeks, they'll be doing that for you. And if I can just find this one, it was someone asking what to do with the hooker position. Yep. So I reckon for the second hour of our podcast, let's launch in. Let's launch in here, eh? Yeah, well, mate, I think you need to maybe send a more succinct question in next time and then we will have to answer it, champ. <laughs> well, that's a lot kinder than you put it there before we went on to air. Yeah, no, sorry, sadly. just uh, send it in, but maybe give us something that we don't have to spend in half an hour to cover. Anyway, all good. <laughs> okay, so we're hit the, over the hour mark. We need to sign off here, JT. It's been fun. It's been good. 
Um, there's huge stuff happening in Supercoach. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it. Uh, you get the feed straight to you. It's all free every week. JT, good luck to you this weekend. Don't need it, mate. Cowboys are going to win. I'm going to flog you in Supercoach. Give us a yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right, see you guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.